Hey guys, the construction monk here. So we've just wrapped up on our Wednesday editions, the book Prostitute, subtitled Calling a Wayward Church Back to Christ. Of course, there's four books total that I've written so far and three more, but I'm gonna take a break from the books and go back to my normal Wednesday routine of doing pop-up podcasts. And what are those? It's just when I take something that has inspired me through the week, usually out of conversation with God, and I create these memes and I put them as blog posts as well. So you can look at them there, but I take them here and we discuss them. And today I'm trying for the first time to do this as a video format as well. So that's fun and that's new. Today, we're gonna to talk about the foundation of the church. <laughs> that's cool, right? So let's go ahead and get into the topic of this pop-up podcast foundations, right? Look, I, I work construction. I know the importance of a good foundation for a house, right? When we first moved into this house over here, there were foundation issues. It's one of the reasons we were skeptical about buying the house at first. It's one of the reasons the house did not sell well at first. And so when we moved in, we had to have the foundation issues addressed. We had to have experts come in, crawl under the house, see what was going on. Then we had to have other experts come in and help do some foundation work. I did some foundation work, you know, just part of what we had to do here. But why? Because look, it's a beautiful house we have here. But if the foundation ain't good, it doesn't matter what the rest of the house is like, right? You can make the house as beautiful as you want, but if the foundation is screwed up, it doesn't matter. The house could still collapse as beautiful as it may be, right? You can repaint, you can new trim, new tile, new kitchen, new cabinets, new bathrooms. You can do all the stuff, new flooring, new fixtures. But if the foundation ain't right, it doesn't matter how pretty it looks on the outside or on the other, in the other parts, right? Foundation matters. Same is true of the church. The foundation matters. So this is the meme, which is the topic of discussion for this pop-up podcast. This is the meme. Ready? The foundation of the church is built on one elder discipling one younger into relationship with Christ. Let me read it again. The foundation of the church is built on one elder discipling one younger into relationship with Christ. Okay? Discipleship. You know, Jesus said, to the disciples, this is called the Great Commission, go therefore into all the world, into all the nations, you know, making disciples, teaching them everything I have commanded you, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Make disciples, teach them everything I have commanded you, and baptize them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? First thing he said in that process is go and make disciples. What does that mean? That's a mentoring process. That's a relational process, right? That is one elder mentoring one younger into Christ. Which means someone who has spent time and matured and really knows how to walk with Jesus needs to spend time with someone who's just learning how to walk with Jesus to help them learn it more, right? Someone who's down the road a ways in this thing we call Christianity following Jesus, needs to get with those who are trying to learn it, 
who don't know as much. That's the foundation, right? Discipleship. It's what we call discipleship. In just a simple other way to, to describe it as mentoring. Mentoring is so important, guys. And mentoring in the church, in my opinion, from my perspective, isn't happening and hasn't been happening for a while. You know, I think there's a lot of things the church does well. Good Sunday services, good worship, good Wednesday night often services, good Bible studies, good Sunday school, good small groups. And sometimes we think, well, if we're doing those things, discipleship will happen. But those things aren't the same as discipleship. And discipleship can happen sometimes in those circumstances or out of those things. But it's not the same thing. What is discipleship? It's one elder mentoring one younger. It's a one-on-one -on -one relationship. And it's a long-term relationship. And I think culturally we're not doing this anymore. Any, mentoring is not a thing, right? Educationally, mentoring is not a thing. The passing on of information has become just that. Well, here's, here's the facts, here's the info. What do you do with that? Like, mentoring is relational. It's see how I do it and learn how to do it yourself. Um, I've been in apprenticeships before. I, I, in my late 20s, I was in an apprenticeship at a print shop in Lafayette, Indiana. It was called Lafayette Printing. And I didn't know anything about printing, got the job. My dad worked there, so <laughs> a little bit of an inside angle, but I got the job. And for two years, I learned, I was in the bindery. I learned how to use the machines, the equipment, how to repair the equipment, how to run the equipment, how to bind and fold books, how to cut paper. I learned all of that. Didn't know any of that. How did I learn it? Didn't learn it through a book. Didn't learn it through a lecture. I didn't learn it through getting together with a group of people that were, had worked in the bindery and having a little small group, <laughs> all right? I learned it by being in the, bi the bindery at the top floor of the building, working with people that knew how to do it, and they showed me hands-on how to do it. This is what you do. When this happens, you do that. If you want to collate, this is how you work the paper cutter, which can cut your hand off if you're not careful, right? It was a step-by-step, day-by-day, week-by-week, relational process learning from someone that had been doing it for 20 years, how to do it myself. That's discipleship, that's mentoring. That's how it works. And that's what Jesus has called us to because the Christian life is not a set of doctrines, it's not a philosophy, it's not a good set of truths or rules. It includes those things, right? It's not a good Sunday service, it's not a good worship service, it's not a good youth group, it's not a good Bible study, it's not a good small group, it is an elder teaching a younger what it looks like to live life with Jesus, who invites us into relationship with the Holy Spirit and through the Holy Spirit with the Father, right? It's the Trinity. That's why Jesus said, make disciples, teach them what I taught you, and baptize them into the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? Like, Jesus is like, You've learned by being in relationship with me. Now, take others, bringing them into relationship with you, and the process will result in them also getting immersed into the Spirit of God living inside them, right? And this is what we've been talking about in the, and we'll continue to talk about in the Calling All Mystics section, Balance, right? It's there's a real practical day-to-day -day 
internal reality to all these things, right? How do you get there? How do you learn that? Like, I didn't have mentors to teach me what it was like, what things were. And I really wanted mentors. I've, I've sought mentors. I, I, you know, I feel like every single church I've been in, I've wanted someone to be able to just sit down and say, hey, this is what's going on. Have you ever had a dream where you thought it was from God? Have you ever had this kind of experience? Have you ever had the Holy Spirit move you that way? And them go, yes or no, but let's talk about it. What does scripture say? You know, an elder should be someone who says, yes, I've experienced that. This is what, it, this is how I learned. This is what it meant to me. Let's talk. Like this is hands-on. This is, I got someone that I can call, text. We can get together anytime I need. When, in a time of crisis, when I'm confused, I have questions. I've just had an experience. I'm trying to learn how to live life with God. And there's a person here who I can reach out to and they will come and we will sit down and I got questions and they know more than me and they're gonna help me learn how to do this. There's a kind of accessibility, availability, intimacy, accessibility that 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 process entails, right? Which I don't think the church creates the opportunity for anymore. Like we're trying. I do like there's been a lot of books in the last 20 years I've seen written on discipleship. I've heard sermon series at church on discipleship. It's like we're talking about it. We know it's a huge value. It was the main thing Jesus told us to be doing, and yet it's not happening. We're talking about it, but we're not doing it. Why? We're forgotten. Like, okay. If you have a whole church of people that have never been discipled and you're like, hey, we should start discipling and everybody's like, yeah, we should. And the pastor's like, yeah, we should. But what if the pastor was not discipled well? And then the congregants aren't discipled well. And nobody really knows how to do this thing because it's learned relationally. If it's learned relationally and you haven't learned it, how are you going to do it? And how do we start? And where do we start? And like, that's the question, right? That's actually a real big problem. A church full of people where there's actually no spiritually mature elders who were discipled who then can disciple. Ooh, well, maybe we need to stop and go, we're doing a lot of good stuff, but we're not doing the main thing and maybe we've forgotten how to do the main thing and maybe we at least need to stop and say, damn, we don't know. And let's actually stop all this other stuff we're doing that we've made the main stuff which isn't the main thing and let's sit down and figure out how to get back to the main thing what would that look like guys this is just to me what it would look like so you have your church building you have your programs you have your small groups you have your bible studies your sunday morning your youth group fine but somebody who has nothing to do with your church, wants nothing to do with your church, maybe wants nothing to do with Christianity, ends up in a crisis, mental, emotional, financial, physical, spiritual, and they're like, damn, maybe I'm gonna try that church on the corner. And they walk into the church, doesn't matter what time it is, Sunday morning, Wednesday night, Tuesday afternoon, they walk in, someone greets them and says, hi, I'm Bill, and they say, hi, I'm Johnny or Jill, and the guy at the church says, what's going on? And the person's like, I need help. And they're like, yeah, that's why we're here. Let's sit down, let's talk. We're here to help you. We may not be able to give you everything you need, but we can help you find that. We're gonna walk with you, we're gonna be with you because that's what Jesus has called us to do. 
that's to me a church that is about discipleship is like we're here to take time for people that are struggling with whatever because that's where the rubber meets the road in terms of walking with Jesus and that's how Jesus did it right Jesus said see how I do it learn from me the unforced rhythms of grace walk with me take my yoke upon me right how did Jesus do it didn't sit in a church and hope people came to the Sunday morning service so they could hear him talk he what he got out he was in the streets he was healing people he was seeing people he was like hey you got a problem you got a problem let's have some conversations let's talk in the marketplace on the way wherever we are I'm gonna preach a sermon on a hill yeah I'm gonna talk from the boat I'm gonna feed some people that are hungry I'm gonna just I'm gonna be in the world people are gonna to come to me with problems and I'm gonna show them what God can do and from there relationship will grow a following will build but it's all relational right and so in one sense there should be in every single church some mature elders leading that know how to walk with Jesus and can teach a few people around them how to walk with Jesus and those people can take a few teach a few people around them and then when new people come in they don't just get indoctrinated into the programs and small groups but they build relationships with people that already know how to walk with Jesus who can teach them how to walk with Jesus and I think that's been lost I think that's where it's at though it's like what the church is doing isn't bad it's good community can't come out of it but not the kind of community Christ has commissioned us to be. A loving community where we, we just surround each other and we just support each other and we love each other and we spend time and we're there for each other. It's not a program and an institution and only on Sunday morning, only on Wednesday night, only at Bob's house on Tuesday with the small group. Or It's like relationships are central. right? That's the foundation. If the foundation is bad, it doesn't matter all the other beautiful stuff we do on top of it that we call church that isn't really the foundational aspect of the relationship building because if the foundation is bad everything else you build upon it no matter how good will implode fall apart break down so it's like we're trying to build the beautiful structure on top of a foundation that has never really been correctly laid right that's why I think the foundation of the church is one elder discipling one younger into a relationship with Christ. I never found that. Now, that doesn't mean every church doesn't do that. But I think at large, the American and Western church has been on this slow progression away from that. And I, it'd be hard to pinpoint, right? Western culture has been on this slow march into intellectualism, right? Which is less relational into the right ideas, the right truths, the right theologies, right? Less relational, more institutional. That's been the slow march of the church, of Western culture. But it got ramped up around the Industrial Revolution and the Enlightenment, where rationalism became hyper-rationalism. So it's been a slow progression, I think. You know? But I would say the last 200 years, especially, have become just increasingly less relationship-oriented in Western culture in general. Right? And the church has just followed that trend. Doing better than the culture around it, but doing better than a culture that's slipping further and further into the mire of losing its sense of relationship and community means the church is also on that same downward 
slide is just a little bit better always. And if you're just a little bit better than a culture that's falling apart, that means you're just going to fall apart a little bit later than the culture. And I think that's often where the church finds itself. Instead of standing on the rock, the foundation of Jesus who said, go mentor, make disciples, teaching them, yeah, the things I've taught you, which are relational things, and getting them immersed into this real intimate relationship with Father, like with, with, with the Trinity, like Jesus is that bedrock foundation. And actually, scripture actually says Jesus is the foundation, right? The way that he lived life, the way that he taught his disciples. That is the foundation of the church. And so, but what happens when we forget the foundation and we just focus on the structure on top, which is all the other stuff, which is good, but the foundation then starts to crumble and we've forgotten all about it. Like, that's not good. That's where the church is. That's what I've found to be true. And I think the younger generations have given up on church because they don't really care so much about the external auxiliary stuff. They want someone who can really spend time with them, teach them, be authentic, be genuine, really be like concerned about them and not concerned about just making them a member of a church so they can tie their 10% and the church numbers can go up, right? Pad the coffers, line the coffers, make the pastor feel more important when he preaches the sermon to 2,000 instead of 200, right? Like relationships, people will be drawn back to church when churches are like, we care about individuals. And we have here wise, mature elders who are ready for anybody that comes through that door that says, I need somebody to sit with me. I need help. I need someone that understands who's been through whatever, a breakdown, who's been, who, who struggled with anxiety. And I need to know what Jesus can do for me in the midst of X, Y, and Z, fill in the blank. That's what we need. Do we have that? I don't think so, because I don't think we've kept up the core, foundational, central aspect of what the church is meant to be and be doing, which is discipleship, which is I'm here in a church. I've walked with Jesus for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, and I am ready to take on one, two, three, four, 12 people, however many people I have time for, to start to just be available to have conversations. When they say, hey, I'm struggling with this, I'm there. When they say, I had a dream and it might be a God dream, I'm like, I've had God dreams, let's talk about it. What made you think it was a God dream? When they're like, okay, I wanna know more about what it means to keep in step with the Holy Spirit, I can say, you know what? I've had the same questions, I've had the same struggles, I've learned. When they say, what does scripture say about this? What would Jesus do about that? <laughs> more than a bracelet. Then we're there. To have the conversations it's the conversations it's the i'm here for you kind of central relationship building aspect that makes the church different than the world the world's full of institutions guys we're tired of institutions that make us feel like a number and you're on phone for an hour trying to talk to a real person who then doesn't also know what to do sometimes like we're done with that i think culturally we're like we've done the institutional thing the church got in bed with that idea as well and we're like <clears throat> We're done. We want real, authentic, genuine, personal, relational. I think that's where we are. And I think it's a good place. And I think the church needs to wake up and go, you know what? We above anybody else in culture should know what it means to put relationship and discipleship and mentoring at the center of what we do. 
because that's what Jesus did and that's what Jesus has called us to do. A freaking men. <laughs> Close the book. Yeah. Well, that's what I got to say about my it. <laughs> hey guys, thanks for listening. This has been a Construction Monk Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Randall Stewart. You know, you can catch more content at www.moderncontemplative.com. Think about it, guys. You know, think about it if you're in a church, a congregate. Think about how you could start to disciple people. If you're a leader in a church, think about how you could start to make discipleship more central to the organizational structure of your church. If you're not a Christian, or if you're a Christian not in a church, think about how you could just start to look for people around you at work or other places to start to connect with, to reach out to. If you're not a Christian at all, well, and you want to be mentored, and you feel like Jesus might have something to offer, well, look for people around you. There's this cool quote from uh, Mr. Rogers. He said when he was a kid and he would feel scared, he would see news stories about disasters. His mom would say, when things are going wrong, look for the people who are helping. There will always be people there helping. Look for them. And that's what I'm telling you guys, whoever you are. Look for the people that are helping. Look for the people, the churches, the Christians, whoever that are going, you know what? I'm here. I can help. I'm here. I'm available. I'll walk with you. All right? All right. Amen. Now, back to what I was doing before.